Welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Season 8 of Game of Thrones is underway, and you can stay up to date with the Ringer staff as we make our way through the final episodes of the series. On the podcast side, listen to Binge Mode Game of Thrones with Mallory Rubin and Jason Concepcion, The Watch with Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald, and a pre-cappable series on the Recapables feed where we'll make predictions on episodes to come. In addition to our Sunday night Twitter after show called Talk the Thrones, our YouTube channel has tons of other Game of Thrones-related content, which you can find at youtube.com slash the ringer. And for even more Thrones coverage, head over to theringer.com. Welcome back. It's Bachelorette season. It's been a couple of months. I remain Juliette Littman. Today I am joined by my colleague Alyssa Bresnak. Hi, Alyssa. Hello. It's kind of like preseason. Yeah. We just watched today, tonight, the Bachelorette reunion special where they got 12 of 15, including Alabama Hannah, Bachelorettes together. And I knew about that. I knew that was like kind of like the gist of this evening's two-hour episode. But there was so much more. It was jam-packed with gossip from all corners (laughs) of the Bachelor Nation. (laughs) Jam-packed with gossip. Um, Some people haven't seen in a while. Some faces I might not have recognized in the wild. We're going to talk about that. Some lineless faces. (laughs) Some lineless faces. And just a lot of like Bachelor Nation memories, which... I want. I just have to say, I enjoyed a lot more than I expected. Usually, with like a highlight show like that, I'll, I'll skip through like the packages. But man, was I excited to revisit some old stuff from this show! It was great. Yeah, it was amazing. Document too of like their perpetual PR machine as well. I know it's really true, and also so much Chris Harris that I actually did not count up his TRT because it was too much to count. He's like in the whole episode. <laughs> he gets a haircut and everything. I know. We're going to talk about that. Well, he, he gets a haircut when he goes to Tuscaloosa to see Hannah. And we'll talk all about the kind of, like, Hannah preview and how it bodes for the season, which starts next week. Yeah. But first, we're going to use an old ringer rubric, which we lean on in times like these. Winners and losers from the Bachelorette reunion special. Should we just get into it? I think we should. Number one winner in my mind. And clear number one Bachelorette of all time, Caitlin Bristow. (laughs) Very clearly. Very Um, clearly number one. Legendary post-breakup. Uh, summary of her relationship with Sean. <laughs> Absolutely legendary. So Caitlin is really active in Bachelor Nation, particularly in the last like six months or so. Two podcasts. Two po- as she lays out on the show, two podcasts, a scrunchy line. Alyssa, you're like a, tr- <laughs> you like map trends. Like it's just something I know that you do. Yeah. Where did this str- scrunchy um, revival come from? It's part of the 90s resurgence. It's like it's like an ugly thing that hot people do. I, I <laughs> bought scrunchies. Yes, of course. <laughs> I bought scrunchies and I bought like a 25 pack because that was the first thing Amazon offered me. But I didn't do it for style. And I, in fact, I hate wearing them. However, they're more gentle on your hair. Which, mm, which they is, are. Which is yeah. why, I've been, why I've been using them. Your hair gets less tangled. Less tangled, less breakage. I don't know. I'm a 33. I have to worry about these things now. <laughs> and... Um, I don't understand it, but Caitlyn's making bank off of her scrunchie lines, she claims. They're in really nice colors and satin. I mean, she got, made them stylish, I guess. It's I don't called, know. like, Do It, Dude It. It's D-E-W-E-D-I-T is the name of the company. I don't I don't really get it. I, I think she'll probably make more money off of her wine label, yes. actually. Yeah, also, I like, so, okay, so Caitlyn, she's got a two, she got a podcast, she's got the scrunchie line. She's got a wine label. It's pro- coming. It's coming. <laughs> I also like how she said she has a wine label because she <laughs> (laughs) She didn't mean it specifically like she has, like, a label on a bottle. But someone like Caitlin, that actually is what it is. She's not, like, 
you know, I'm sure she's like giving feedback and tasting her wines, but I don't think she knows much about making wine. So it's not like she's become a vintner all of a sudden. Yeah. She is literally making a label. I just don't see her in the terroir, like getting deep no. down into it. She might, <laughs> I really like Caitlin, but I thought that was really funny. But so, so ultimately... The reason she's a winner is because she's just a savage, and it was amazing. She it was. I, we need the direct quote here. I it think. Was, do you have, you have it transcribed? <laughs> uh, yes, I have it here. What okay. Did she say? So Caitlin is explaining how she ended up with Sean Booth, who she chose at the end of her season. And when they filmed this back in March, her relationship with Jason had been public for like a couple of months, and she'd been broken up with Sean for about six months. And how did she explain their relationship? She Alyssa? said it just didn't work out with Sean. It was a successful relationship, in my opinion. You know, three and a half years is something. Cut to her being a podcaster and scrunchy wine entrepreneur. <laughs> it's something. It's something. Yes, it was something. <laughs> like, poor Sean. Just like, that's the summary that's it. of it's the three years. And now she's moved on to a new guy. And they showed a lot of pictures from her Instagram. I don't think they're in the business of fair use, so I bet they got approval from Caitlin to use those pictures. <laughs> and it kind of made me sad. I just really felt bad for Sean. But it just reaffirmed why Caitlin is the greatest bachelorette of all time and the number one winner of this special. She just, like... She is who she is. She doesn't apologize. She's obviously a good time. And she just keeps it going. Yeah, and she's really leaned into the L.A. aesthetic, like the L.A. lifestyle, the L.A. business, the L.A. aesthetic. Yes. Like, she is the one who, like, best mastered all the stuff that comes after being a totally. Yeah, She's also definitely, to me, the most relatable. She First of all, she lives in Nashville, though she has that L.A. glow-up look. Uh, she was wearing a pink short suit with, like, a kind of— black, lacy, crop top camisole yeah. for the reunion, which is a look like that Kardashian would... businesswoman type thing. And she looked good. <laughs> yeah. I thought she looked good. Um, but Caitlin was like, I'm 33. I bought a house in Nashville. I've got rocking chairs on my front porch. I'm like an adult. And <laughs> I, I feel that way often. Or also like, wow, I'm like an adult when I do stuff like, I don't know, like get catering or like, I, I don't know. Things that just feels like you don't really know. You didn't feel you ever had the life skills to do or couldn't imagine having the life skills yeah. to do it. Now you are. I feel like that's a lot kind of like Caitlyn. I relate to that vibe. Totally. I had a question though. Caitlyn, famously Canadian, famously to me at least. And I was just wondering about her visa. What kind of visa does she have? Because are you allowed to be self-employed in America? I remember we had this conversation after her and Sean yes. broke up. Yeah, I, I just, I think that she probably, that's a really good question. I, I don't know how visas work when it comes to being your own business person. Like, couldn't she run these businesses in Canada? I guess. I, I don't get it either. But like, and like, maybe she has a sponsor. I don't know. Should I ever meet Caitlin, which I would love to? I will ask her about her visa. <laughs> She'll probably really like, into it. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep it moving. A big loser from this week, Sean Booth, as we said. It's Did, something. Didn't even get to speak, also. A lot of guys were tracked down for this, but Sean Booth is not in it. They only really tracked down like villains. Yeah. And Sean Booth is clearly a great guy. Yeah. And the vill the villains, it was like an opportunity for self-redemption or further self-embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the guys, I, I felt, got a little bit of a raw deal because they kind of would like trash them or sort of speak poorly of them. And then they weren't really around to defend themselves. Yeah. That happened with Nick, too. And it's, I, So Rachel shared a couple of like facts about her time, but they all shared like some facts you might not have known. And this is actually one that she's shared several times, including when she came on Bachelor Party, that she, or in the fantasy suite with Nick, she just fell asleep. 
And uh, I've always thought the implication was like she drank a lot and she fell asleep, but I, I don't know for sure. That kind of like just like shades Nick though. It makes it seem like it wasn't a good time. I think her point is just like I didn't have sex with everyone or yeah. whatever. But I felt like that just kind of like ma- puts him like in a weird light and kind of makes him look bad. Well, yeah, I mean, he's no stranger to that position on the show. I know. <laughs> so often the the, the, uh, the punching bag of The Bachelor, yeah. Bachelorette. Another, like, fan- insight into the fantasy suite moment that I enjoyed and kind of made me think of her differently was when Becca shared that she and Garrett broke the bed wow. in their fantasy suite. Yes, that was, to me, one of the most shocking moments of the reunion. Um, yes. And I really appreciated that she was like, sorry, mom, too, because then it was like definitely yes. underlying because it, the bed it could was, have been, yeah. it could, it's because the bed was rocking, literally. Exactly, like because of sex. It could, yes, it's because <laughs> our sex was so aggressive that we broke the bed. Right. And you could have assumed otherwise. Like, I think we could have like hypothesized like other things, like, oh, it just broke. But no, it's because of, of their sex. Yeah, and she underlined that with the sorry mom comment. I really appreciated that. Watching Becca and Ari back from their breakup, and now having seen Becca be the Bachelorette, everything with her relationship with Garrett versus Lauren and Ari, I can't imagine them ever having ended up together. And I'm so glad they didn't. Yeah, I mean, they just seem so incompatible now. Like, I know, it, like not Ari the same never people. wanted a person with a personality. Never. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to be a jerk. But. I know. You know, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, next winner, Colton and the Bachelor. So we're talking about the women, and we're going to. But this show opened with ten minutes of Bachelor footage. I could not believe that I was seeing the fence jump for another time. <laughs> Again, it's only been, it's, it's not even been two months, I don't think, since that happened. Yeah. Because I, I remember I was in New York last, I was that was on March 11th, and today is May 3rd. It's yeah. not even been two months since the fence jump, and it's already made it into, like, the annals of great Bachelor moments. Yeah. And I think I saw in a preview for the uh, Hannah season yeah. that she made a joke, like, oh, you're already jumping fences for me. The fence jump is <laughs> is admittedly one of the best moments in Bachelor history, but like this is about like looking back. It's like that's the most recent history. Yeah, they really just want that to be like iconic immediately. If I were like in a pitch meeting, I would probably like, and I had nothing to offer, like and it was like related to reality TV. I'd be like, let's do an oral history of the fence jump, and like that would be like probably one of the worst ideas from the from the meeting. But I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a good story, actually. And I'll save that one for later. Like all uh, the producers. <laughs> I just was, I just was sort of like, why are we watching Bachelor footage? I was just like, why? Like there is a lot. I love the Bachelorette, and like it's Bachelorette season. Let's get excited. I didn't feel like we needed it. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Next. Another loser. Botox. Well-applied Botox. Because there certainly was a lot of it. Whose face to you looked the most different? It's really hard. Um, Do you want me to give you some options? Yeah, give me some options. (laughs) We got Emily Maynard. Did you watch her season? So, no. And and this is what I want to preface this with, like, it's very interesting to me— all of the people that came before I was extremely online Mm -hmm. because I think like the fact that I watch the show and like follow them on like the bachelorettes on Instagram and like follow along with their online lives has made me feel so much more familiar with like the more recent bachelorettes. The other ones are just sort of like images of people (laughs) that I've sort of like slightly remember. It's like very weird. It's like apparitions hanging over the show. Exactly. Yeah. Like so. Only because they were showing the old footage and then them in present day that I was, like, able to see how bad the Botox is. But I think if I just saw them in real life, I would be like, oh, okay, this is just, like, what a person in L.A. looks like. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, Emily Maynard also lives in Charlotte, so bad break for her. Emily Emily Maynard, I would say. Caitlin, for sure. Ashley Hebert, 
Jillian, even Trista. And this is the thing. It's yeah, like, she was, I think she may have been the worst to me. I don't want to be a, a plastic surgery shamer. I, I've been thinking a lot about this because I talk about plastic surgery a lot. And it's just because it like upsets me. And I don't want to like shame these women who all seem really lovely. And I think it's cool they came back to do the show. Yeah. And like, they have to be on TV. They have to show their face. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's a, a reason that I don't want to be on TV or like, <laughs> or like, I'm also like not particularly like interested in like being photographed because it's a lot of pressure. And yeah. these women, you know, they were on TV at a young age. It must be hard to, like, it's hard to age no matter what. Here I am complaining about having to use scrunchies. And so I don't <laughs> mean to, like, shame them. But on the other hand, also, like, it feels important to me to talk about, like, their their physical transformation or lack thereof. Like, even someone like JoJo, who's, like, so gorgeous and, like, famously led to Ben having this crazy erection in his publicity photo. Like, she, <laughs> she also, like, clearly was using Botox, too, like, and there's nothing wrong with it, but I just feel like they, so many of them, like, really overdid it. And, like, to me, that's upsetting because it's just, like, why do they have to look this way? Like, can't they just look more natural or whatever? Sure. I mean, I am very much, like, I like to see a person's face change over me time. Too. Like, it's— It's just, natural. It's natural, and it's—I think it's more beautiful. And that's just, like, my personal opinion. Same. I am very uh, sympathetic to being thrown into that world, and these women, like, are forced to— adhere to a certain standard of beauty that yeah. is pushed on them from the very beginning. And it's, so, it's weird that it seems like the style that they have all went for is these really over-Botox cheeks. Like, yeah. like kind of like, like we're near your cheekbones. And puffed up lips. Yeah, puffed up lips. And then like, but then it's like your cheekbones have all the Botox and your actual cheeks are like concave and like hollow. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, like you're, like, you're like, doing duck face all, sucking in all the right. time. And that's just not a natural look. Right. Like, duck it's, face it's is, just, not a, is not a state of being. It's jarring to see. Yes. Yeah. And, like, all these women are so skinny and so pretty to begin with. I can't believe they're all doing it. It's just the, the pressure must be insane. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this, for so many of them, this is, like, their way they make a living. You yeah, know? Like, it is. So, I like, it was just jarring to see, especially because I think we used to, like, Famous people used to look natural. Yeah. <laughs> and that is like, it even, I think it's just going like even younger. Like, Caitlyn probably doesn't need Botox. No, she and doesn't. Definitely JoJo doesn't. I don't think any of these women do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so, yeah. Even, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know what they would look like otherwise, but I just feel like I'm more interested in knowing like what they would look like. Like, if you were to go, like, your high school reunion, you were here, you don't expect everyone to look frozen in time with a frozen face. Like, you're allowed to age in the real world, and, like, it's too bad that you kind of can't in The Bachelor Nation. Yeah, did you ever see that project where it was, like, an internet artist photoshopped, like, really famous celebrities to, like, what they would look like if they were just normal people? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of think about that when I, yeah. I see, like, people's transformations once they get famous. It's and, like, what would you look like if you just, like, never had to go on TV? <laughs> yeah, it just—it seems like um, there could be another look, but, like, the look of The Bachelorette has just become so, like, static and homogenous. Yeah, and I think that also reinforces another thing I was thinking about during this episode, which is there was, like, all this, like, positive girl power, like, we're a community, and, like, we're all, like, independent women who started our own ventures. And then there's, like, this sort of darker undertone where it's, like, also, this is, like, what we did so we could stay on TV, and we all sort of embody this specific aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, like, kind of a thing they probably didn't intend to communicate, but it was, like, I completely registered it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it kind of was sad. It's sad. I mean, the ones who seem like they've moved on more, it's, like, a little bit less upsetting. Like, Ali Fedotowski, I, like, talk about her all the time because I'm just, like, really into her. But yeah. I felt like she looked good. I thought she looked fairly natural. 
And it seems like she has enough distance from the show that she's not quite as, like, I don't know. She just seems like she has, like, more of a, a life outside of it. She's the one who has, like, two kids do. and a hot husband, right? Yeah, so who— I Her think husband that, showed up. I was like, mm, I, I think like he you. looks a lot like the, the guy who came in second, who, who ended up leaving her in oh. Bora Bora. But I feel like that was actually a mean statement. I take it back. I, I think all—not <laughs> not that Allie isn't deserving, but there's something different about her to me that the other women don't have. But I do think that they're all impressive— they For almost, sure. almost uniformly like have gone on to have families and seem pretty happy. The one who I was like, I don't know if I believe you is Ashley Hebert. Who, <laughs> totally. She was like with like a like a very like frozen face, and that's not a Botox comment, just sort of like looking straight ahead, no emotion, kind of like dead behind her eyes, was like, This is the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> She's like, okay, I don't believe you. I hope that's the case, but I just don't believe you. Yeah, I will, just to go back to the Botox comment, I sure. think they actually, like, even one of them acknowledged that they had a, like, lack of movement in yeah. their face, which yes. is just like, at least you're self-aware. About at least you all know it. I think a lot of these bachelorettes are self-aware, actually, because yeah. they've been through so much. So, I get it. I was ha- I was happy to see them, but Ashley Hebert, I'm, like, the most worried for. Yeah. She also, her red lipstick was, like, too much. Yeah, she had a very, like, evening makeup situation yeah. going on. And it, it was like, this was supposed to be, like, a day party where I'm sapping champagne by the pool. <laughs> I know. Wear your, wear your best short suit, like Caitlyn. <laughs> exactly. And I felt like she almost looked like she was, like, going to a cocktail party or a funeral. Yeah, final I, rose ceremony. I couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't really tell which, but I, I wish her well. Um, next. So there was 12 of 15, including Hannah there. Hannah wasn't there because she's filming the show. So we had all the bachelorettes except for two. There was number one, Trista. Then there was four through 14. And then Hannah wasn't there because she was filming. We did not have Jen Shaft, who famously came, who was famously number two, or Meredith Phillips, who I believe was number three. And I, I just kind of think this makes them winners. Like, they really are kind of like, I'm done here. I was on the show and I'm out. And, like, I, I don't think it's, like, uncool to still be involved. But I, I don't know. I just, I kind of admire it. Yeah. But, like, really importantly, they both have been pretty critical of the show. Um, Meredith, on a serious note, last year gave an interview in which she claimed that she had been touched inappropriately and alleged that she'd been drugged by a masseuse while her season of The Bachelorette was in production in 2004. Oh, whoa, I missed that. Yeah. And so, obviously, she wasn't there. I think it's pretty obvious why she wouldn't want to be involved. And, you know, if you've watched Unreal, you get a sense of how the show used to be, like, way, way more manipulative and perhaps, like— just uh, they they kind of did worse things to the leads. That's what Unreal posits, and I've heard that is pretty similar. So I I understand why she, of course, wouldn't want to go back to that um, that world. Obviously, yeah. So she wasn't there. I completely respect that decision, and I think that's obviously like the right choice for her. And then Jen is just kind of like out of the mix. She lives in the Midwest. She hasn't really been involved in it since. And I like I don't know. It's kind of like respect it. It's like okay, you're on reality reality TV. Move on. Yeah, it's like a casual flex. Like, uh, actually, my life is, like, really good right now, and I don't need your yeah. extra paycheck. All yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't need to go. They're like, I'm good, and I'm moving on. Yeah. I respect yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I will say Chris Harrison said it was a scheduling conflict, but I really don't believe that. That's, like, an amazing Chris Harrison comment. Yes, he's <laughs> like, that, classic. And he said that to Entertainment Tonight. I read that on People.com. <laughs> so I, I don't believe that, but that's the official party line. So take it as you will. Whatever. Um, speaking of Chris Harrison, the ne- next total loser from this is the Bachelor tour bus driver. And part of the show was they had, like, a— um, 
Hollywood tour, but it was a Bachelor Nation tour, and it was like one of the red double decker buses. And I don't know anything about the bus driver, but let me tell you, I can I can tell from all the places they went to, he drove a lot that day. Really? Yes, because they were in downtown LA, they were in Hollywood, and then they go to the mansion, which is in Agora Hills. And like without any traffic from Hollywood to Agora Hills would be like 35 minutes. You think they did it on like a Saturday or a Sunday? Like I bet it was a weekday. Okay. If I had to guess. Actually, no, I know it was a Sunday. But at least that's when they did that's when they did the portion at the mansion was a Sunday. But I love that you know that. I, so, <laughs> sources say. But that guy was just driving a lot and I feel for him. That makes him a loser. Yeah. He probably was like stuck in traffic. They probably had to like do some reshoots and drive past things a few times. And he had to drive up probably a windy road to get to the mansion. It's probably not yeah. that easy to get there. It, it's not that easy. I, it, it's still not that hard, but still like that guy was doing a lot of work that day. Yeah. I felt bad. And he had for to him. be kind but be around like really like sort of frantic, emotional women. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you go on that tour given the opportunity? Not for work, but as a fan. I, God, I would have a hard time like reconciling what my life was. If, if you wouldn't. chose to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. And I don't think I would be able to fully let myself go and like kiss the cobblestone of the mansion like that one sure. girl did. That was you know? Also like dirty, but okay. <laughs> I mean, yes. That's a whole different whole issue. Whole other story. <laughs> and then like, just, I, I don't know if I would be able to like go through the mansion and open the fridge and be just like wowed by regular food being in the fridge. Sure. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it because it's like a really long day, but it is cool to like see all the sites. Like I remember when I first moved to LA, I was like, oh, I want to go see like X, Y, and Z, which I know from A, B, and C show and and whatever. Yeah. And like I did go to the the, the Shore store from Jersey Shore like many years ago. So <laughs> yeah, I, I would do it on I'm my own one time. Of those people. Yeah, but you don't do like the organized tour. Do they give them a lunch or something? Like oh what was God, the food situation? That's a great question. I didn't see snacks <laughs> on that bus. No snacks is tough. Yeah. Also, couldn't they have given them names? Like, they didn't tell you the name of anyone on the show or anyone on the tour. Maybe that was to protect their identities. I guess, but I, I feel like I would want my name if I'm agreeing to be on it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you, if you were the two older ladies who propositioned Nick for a threesome, would you want your name on the show? I liked that. I liked it, too. I want to talk about Nick, but first, let's talk about today's sponsor. OpenFit is a brand new, super simple streaming service that takes all of the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. Everyone's bodies are different and OpenFit gets that, which is why it's personalized to your needs with custom tailored original content. Not to mention with OpenFit, you can work out anywhere in as little as 10 minutes a day using your computer, web-enabled TV, a tablet, smartphone, or even a Roku. Sometimes I just don't feel like going to the gym, which is why it's great to have open fit at home. Just move over your coffee table and you can do Pilates. You can do a different kind of class. You can do whatever you want. Just from the comfort of your own home. It's easy to fit it in. You don't need to worry about getting in the car, making an extra trip. You should really check it out. And if you do want to, use my code. Use the code PARTY and you can join me on this fitness journey, which will be personalized for you. Again, my code is PARTY. And if you want to start using open fit to get a healthier life, you can join the Open Fit 30 Day Challenge. My listeners get a special extended 30 day free trial membership where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. Just text PARTY, P A R T Y, to 303030. That's 303030. And you will get full access to all of Open Fit's workouts and nutrition information for free. Again, that's PARTY to 303030, 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. Okay, I want to talk about Nick. He is definitely a winner, though he was kind of shaded by Rachel. Alyssa, why is he a winner on this Bachelorette's reunion special? So Nick has reached this kind of resigned, slightly depressed um, 
<laughs> time in his life. I get the sense, at least. I don't know him personally. <laughs> where, like, he is just, like, a perpetual guest on every Bachelor special. Like, he's just there. And hopefully this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And, and hey, like, we're happy because of it. But I think that for a while, it was, like, uncertain if he was happy about it. And, and on this special, he's just, like, really hit a stride. Like, he was parodying the show really well. He was funny. Yeah. And, like, his just off-the-cuff interactions with fans were really, really great. Like, I, I just know. enjoyed seeing Nick perform. <laughs> I liked it, too. And, you know, I believe he's taken some acting classes. And he's been okay. doing more acting. And it really came through. Yeah, like, he good seemed for comfortable. you. He was funny with the two guys, too. When yes. he was, like, just trying to keep my <laughs> options open. I really liked it. I, I agree. Like, that was fun and also cool they like recreated a day as cheesy as that may sound but they went to um what's kaya what's the name of the building they went to in downtown la so it's the like u.s bank building and oh right the area that they were in is called sky space sky space and that's like hard to get in there right um i don't think it's particularly hard it costs like 25 dollars to go up i think whoa yeah, it's a little pricey, and then it costs even more if you want to do, like, the see-through slide oh my as God. featured on would, Vanderpump which, which, Rules. <laughs> yes, as featured on Vanderpump <laughs> Rules with Sheena and Robbie, who was on JoJo's season. Wow. I would never, ever do that, but whatever. Okay. Not, not, I don't judge them, but I would just be too scared. Like, what if it breaks while you're on it or something? Yeah, that's terrifying. I'm afraid of insane. heights, too. I'm not afraid of heights. I'm not claustrophobic, but I'm, like, a, afraid of natural disaster or whatever, mm. so that's why I wouldn't do it. And, Kaya, have you been there? Yeah, so I actually went right when it first opened, and the time I went was when they were filming Nick's date. That happened. Incredible! What? I know this was uh, before I was like a fan of the Bachelor franchise, so I was kind of so you were just annoyed. I was more annoyed because they closed off half the thing, so it's like a round circular balcony, and so I could only see one half of the view, and then they also kicked us out early. So oh my god, wow, really harsh, <laughs> yeah, really harsh. Really- yeah. That's amazing, though, Kaya. Thank you very much for this anecdote. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the next place they should go is there's a new Intercontinental in downtown LA that has a bar on the 73rd floor, and you just take this, like, fancy elevator to get up there. Ooh. It's, it's, and it has a lot of, like, outdoor seating. It's just begging for a bachelor. Yeah, game. totally. Begging for it. I, I hope they do it. But I totally agree with you. Nick came off, like, really delightful and kind of, like, in on the joke— and just like part of the bachelor family. Yeah, and I'm so like I'm so heartened to hear that he's been taking acting classes and this is just like a way for him to sort of test his skill out in the wild like it's just that's a really gratifying story for yeah. me. <laughs> I agree. I'm happy for him. Um another guy who seems happy and I liked, another winner, Jason Mesnick. Did you watch his season? I only saw like parts of it. That's when I really got hooked. Uh yeah, that's true. But when I really got hooked with Jason Mesnick's season and I thought that he came across Pretty well. I met him like a year or two ago at actually the finale, at Ari's finale, and he was like a really nice guy. I, I like liked him then, and I thought he he acquitted himself well as seeing him this special as well. And I was like happy to be reminded of that. Right. Remind me. He is the he's another person who chose the wrong person. Yes, he selected Melissa Rycroft, who then went on to marry an NFL player. Yeah, and then realized he'd chosen the wrong. person person and chose Molly, who he's still married to. And Molly just is, like, lovely as far as I can tell. They're, like, a great Seattle couple. And I don't know. I just, like, always have liked Jason Mesnick, and I thought he—I was reminded of why in this 
in this uh, episode. Because he was like, when this woman, he kind of was like a proto-Ben to me, where he's sort of like well-spoken, <laughs> nice guy, interested in like a re- like someone who's real. Yeah. And I don't know, I just like Jason Mesnick. Proto-Ben is like a really great way to describe him. I, I think I, because I'm like only sort of like sl- like kind of fuzzy on his actual season, I know him most from the video where he tells, what's her name, that like, he chose the wrong person. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I remember him because I just remember thinking like, how are you so much better at this than Ari? (laughs) I know. So it's like when they replayed those two videos again, I was just like, once again, this is just a way to make Jason Mesnick seem like very sensitive and like just in a tough spot and make Ari look like such a dummy. (laughs) Jason was a father. He was like, had been through like tough conversations. He was no longer with his son's mother. Obviously he was on the show. I just feel like, he was way more of an adult, to use Caitlin's parlance, than Ari was at the time, which kind of explains it. But, like, this this whole special was kind of a reminder that the people who went on this show used to be, A, a little bit older, and B, like, they just didn't know what they were getting into. And they yeah. were, like, they were more, hu- they were more, like, recognizably human because they weren't so accustomed to reality TV and they didn't have social media. Right, yeah, just the cadence of his voice is just, like, he was genuinely torn up about it. And yeah. it wasn't, like— oh, like, don't worry, you'll get your redemption story, like, as if he knew how the media ecosystem worked. It was, right. like, genuinely just, like, I'm torn up about this. This is the hardest thing that's ever happened to me. I know. It's, it, I missed it. Jason makes me nostalgic for an old Bachelor that I don't think I will ever come back. <laughs> you can go back. There, The old seasons are on a couple of the newer streaming services. Oh, really? Yes. Like, I think— um, it's kind of dangerous. Why did you tell me that? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, for a rainy day or your next vacation. <laughs> Whatever. Um, the next winner, I do not feel comfortable sharing because, Alyssa, you added to this rundown. So I, <laughs> I would like for you to add it. I would share yeah, it. Sure. I think one of the winners of this was the Bachelor Party Pod in general. Woo-hoo! Thank you. Because Rachel mentioned one of her secrets. Yes. Um, the secret about falling asleep in the fantasy suite with Nick. And that was first mentioned on this podcast. It was a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah, thank you. And and it was funny to hear Caitlin talk about her podcast and acknowledge it because there's always like a weird moment. And I think this is the first time in Bachelor Nation when there's something that grows out of a reality show is acknowledged within the show. And there's obviously a lot of Bachelor podcasts. Like Ashley and Ben have one. There's the I Suck at Dating one with Dean, Jared, yeah. and Vanessa. Like there, there's this one. There's um, Here to Make Friends from the Huffington Post. There's like yes. so, there's so many. It's a big part of the Bachelor economy is podcast. And it's really funny to actually hear it acknowledge on a proper Bachelor property. Yeah. Like this podcast was a winner, but podcast in general yeah, was, was also exactly. a winner. Yeah. It's just like part of the whole scene, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Go us. Yeah. Go for us. But it is, I, I kind of like <laughs> kudos to the, to the Bachelor for showing that because. I just feel like, in general, the people behind production are embracing what the show has evolved into. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's hard cool. to, it's hard not to embrace it when she met Jason on the podcast. Yeah, I know. Have oh, you, and she said, what did she say? That people could actually feel the sexual chemistry yeah. or something. I know. Have I you mean, ever felt that on your podcast? No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, Jason is a really nice guy, though, and a really good podcast guest. I, he was on the phone, and I feel like it's really hard to do phoners with people you mm. don't know already. But he was great because he's just, like, such a great talker and, like, a seemingly great guy. So I'm happy for them. I wonder how long that's going to last, though. Yeah, I mean, I I wish them well. Like, I hope it's good. But, like, he still lives in New York, doesn't he? He lives in Seattle. Oh. He's from Buffalo. What? Yes, he's li- like, he moved to Seattle for work for it's his It's hard bank. to keep track of it. I know. <laughs> but, like, they're also always meeting in Denver. 
So like, yeah. I wouldn't be confused if you thought he lived there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But There's just a couple hubs and they all just switch around. And yes. then they're in LA and then it's wearing, It's really true. Yeah. Um, another winner, Neil Lane, managed to get him some screen time somehow. He said one can quote and then left. And oh, he, but he also with fit, Rachel and yeah, Brian yeah, 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 yeah. helping them get rings. I'm happy for them that that I hope that means those rings were free. I didn't ask Rachel about I'm that. I'm almost positive. I mean, why else would she do that? I don't know. <laughs> she also had like the weird bridal shower, which was just like stupid. I loved her outfit there. Yeah, though. she looked cute. Yeah. She some did you ever see the movie Big Business? No. It's a Bette Midler Lily Tomlin movie from the eighties. Wow. Uh it was my favorite movie <laughs> as a child. Bette Midler wears a similar like wedding outfit in it. And it mm. reminded me of yeah, that. Yeah, that is kind of Bette Midler, like yes, the hat. The little, yeah. yeah, so I I really liked it. Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there were I also we just got a lot of like Jillian Harris, which I enjoyed. Do you watch Love It or List It? I meant to ask you that. I love Love It or List It. I do too. I watch at the gym. And I prefer Love It or List It too, which is how her show is known here in the United States. Two? Love It or List It 2, like T-O-O. Oh. Because Hillary is the host on the of Love It or List It. Jillian's in Vancouver. The other version's in Toronto. Ah, interesting. I, I, we got a lot of her, which I really enjoyed. I also was happy to get a lot of Emily Maynard. I, I liked catching up with these women is kind of like my point. Yeah. And I liked catching up with the show. Like, it was kind of like fun to go backwards. For sure. I um, When they showed, like, during the Bad Boys version, I know this isn't related to Bachelorettes, but when they showed the clip of Chad being like— like yelling at Chris Harrison and being like, you don't even watch the show. You watch the show in the robe with a mimosa. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I forgot how much I love Chad. <laughs> I know. I forgot about that Chad. I forgot about Chad too. Also loved um, Rated R, Justin Rigo. Yes. And he just seems like he's been totally tamed. He's like, oh my God. That was the biggest transformation. I loved that interview. His wife was, si- wait, yes. his wife? No, no, no. That was, no, that was a different guy. Oh, you're thinking of the guy at the end who was like, sometimes he have counseling? Yeah. I forgot who that was. He, well, where his wife was like, he's really grown up a lot. Incredible. <laughs> it's just really funny. It's just amazing how much they've really changed, you know? Yeah. I, it also was just like the villain idea is so silly from The Bachelor. It feels like a big deal at the time. Like as you go season by season, like you get so mad at they showed Tierra in the beginning who never wanted to lose her sparkle. Sure. And just like seeing all those people again and like laughing about how it was a major drama was made out of these like people who are just like regular people who go on to have like regular lives. You never hear from them again. It's yeah. just hilarious. Yeah. And like, I I mean, the rated R guy. Justin Rigo. Yeah. He I was, don't think he really evolved from his like slightly villain-esque. Uh, no, he didn't. Persona. Like no. he was, he was still like being a bartender and like but he just was bagging like, ladies. But it's just like so funny to think that he was like threatening or like a problem right, for right, anyone. Right, 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 right. Like he's just like a, a, cool, just a, guy. a fine guy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Just a guy. He's bar and cool. Okay, live your life, man. Yeah, like you're having a good time. This helps you get laid. Good yeah, for you. <laughs> exactly. A couple other moments I just wanted to mention. I thought it was funny that they put Ashley and Jared so prominently in the first package. It just shows you how famous those two are. Yeah. Also, when they showed the clip of um, her on the two-on-one with, like, the fake eyelashes. Yeah. That was really rough. Yes. It was, <laughs> she looks so different. Did you watch that season? That was Chris Yes, Soles. yes, yes, yes. She, look, she looks so much better now. Yeah. I love her look with her shorter hair now. Yeah. And, like, she still wears a lot of makeup, but not quite as it's heavy. It's more grown up. It's, yeah. yeah. She's, she's refined it. Less Disney princess, which was her whole thing, right? Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. I think her wedding is still, like, very Disney-focused. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Ashley and I share a love for the Backstreet Boys, though, so. Oh. I'm really happy for her because she's a huge Jonas Brothers fan. And, like, on a recent 
press interview, the Jonas Brothers like referenced their giant, this like huge fan who like came to all their shows, and it was her. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> I'm like really happy for her. That's that as a fellow um, like teeny bopper, I totally get it. It's like yeah. it's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, the show ended with a preview of. Hannah B's season. I guess we can drop the B. She's just Hannah, our bachelorette. Yes. Uh, Chris Harrison goes to her house in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. (laughs) Um, We get some, get like a highlight reel of her season. Alyssa, what's your gut feeling on how she's going to do? I think that Hannah still has trouble talking sometimes. Yes. Overall, I think she will do well on the dates and poorly in interviews. Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's clear that she gets comfortable when it's not like she's the main focus, but yeah. she's just interacting with the whole group of things. Yeah. But even when she was making small talk with Chris Harrison in the car, I was just like, oh, no, this is slightly pained. One thing that gives me hope is I know they filmed that Tuscaloosa portion, like, back in March, right, when she was chosen. Sure. And so hopefully by the end of her season, she'll be more comfortable and she will have been on camera a lot more. Maybe they've been media training her. I hope I so. I bet they have. Yeah. You could tell, though, there were some moments with Chris Harrison they obviously like did several times and like seemed really rehearsed where she was trying to like land her lines. We need to get her Nick's acting coach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's all she needs is I Nick's know. acting coach. <laughs> media trainers should maybe be replaced with acting coaches. Or, like, yeah, like basically improv people, right? Like that's yeah. the, the, the yes and... <laughs> is like the yes. most necessary thing when you're at, in a bachelor type scenario. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hope it's fun though. I think it will be even if she's really bad. Like that'll be funny. For sure. Like I mean, again, I've always loved Hannah's chaotic energy. It's like made things really stressful. And even like in the small clips where she's like yelling at the dudes or like getting upset, she's not being articulate. She's like she's just like saying a bunch of stuff like really emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like what I live for. I know. I know. Like, I feel like there'll be a lot of tears or yeah. a lot of rage. And it won't make much sense. No. She might be, she seems like more of a rage than a crier. Yeah. Which I'm excited about. Like like angry to tears. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And Hannah Beast will come out, you know? It's going to be good. I'm excited about it. I can't believe it's next week. This really crept up on me. I mean, I've just been focused on Game of Thrones. I There's know. been lots of hookups there. It's almost like a form of Bachelor. I know. This week's episode <laughs> of Game of Thrones was very ba- was very Bachelor in Paradise-esque. Bachelor in Winterfell. Yeah, Bachelor in Winterfell. <laughs> I loved it. Um, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back on Thursday. This week we have Sydney from Colton Season. I'm really excited. I, I wanted to meet her. Yeah. Yeah, she's cool. She's coming in here on Wednesday, Alyssa. Get Fun. excited. And yeah, I'll speak to you then. And I'll be back um, next week on Monday for Hannah B's big premiere. <laughs>